Hello there, and welcome back to a long-expected podcast where two girls read Lord of the Rings, one for the first time. And one for the millionth. I'm Megan. And I'm Julia. How are you, Megan? I am decent. You're decent? That's I'm good. I'm decent, yeah. <laughs> I I had a major stomach ache this morning because I ate gluten and I wasn't supposed to. No. But I did it to myself because I really wanted to eat the candy. So Of course. It's my I fault. Mean, <laughs> it's worth it. You were making gingerbread houses, right? Yes, I was. And <laughs> they were very fun. <laughs> yes, I saw pictures minutes before we recorded this, and they are fantastic. There was a battle scene, there was a collapsed yeah. house, and then a beautiful house. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the battle scene is an alien invasion, so it's a fun time. <laughs> Complete with... Red raspberry syrup as blood, so of course, you know, it's lovely. And a little cinnamon stick cannon. And yep. <laughs> yep. There's also a bus with a <laughs> full of sour patch kids, and it's just like a piece of arrow chocolate. Yeah, and um, but it had a little peppermint steering wheel. It was so cute. It was, yeah, my sister, <laughs> um, who was on an episode. At, like, the beginning of our episodes. Yes, if you remember Amber. Yes, it's hers and her boyfriend's creation, so. Of course, classic Amber. Classic, <laughs> yep. She's going to make another appearance at the end of this episode that I have not told Megan about yet, but <laughs> we'll get there. Great. <laughs> but in a long-expected podcast tradition, we have to talk about the crazy weather that we are facing here in BC. Yeah. Um, if you remember from a few episodes ago... We had wildfires, we had a heat wave, we had a flood, and today uh-huh. it is snowing. So, <laughs> yeah. and snow is beautiful. I love snow. I'm this is very the good weather that we've had. <laughs> yeah. The other day it started snowing, and I had to drive to work. And so my dad—I've never driven in snow before. So my dad is like telling hmm. me all the things about driving in snow. But I had just woken up and discovered that it was snowing. So I was not listening to him at all. I was just freaking out. It's snowing, it's snowing, it's snowing. And he's like, I'm trying to tell you important information. (laughs) (laughs) But I did drive to work just fine. And it was more like driving in lots of rain. So yeah, that's true. I mean, we didn't have much snow that day. Today even we have very little snow, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) Still snow. It's still snow. (laughs) We love snow. We do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are jumping right in to book four, which is crazy. <laughs> so crazy, so exciting. Yep, chapter one, uh, The Taming of Smeagol, which is yes. quite self-explanatory. Yeah. But the first sentence begins, or actually, I should, you know what, scratch that. Um, we should clarify, and I want to publicly shame Megan for not reading the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Megan, I completely forgot we were recording today. I don't know why. That's so, okay. <laughs> not prepared at all, but I generally remember what happens, just I mean, not the minor details. Yeah, you have read this probably so many times, so <laughs> it's completely justified. <laughs> Honestly, I weirdly, I always remember this chapter. I don't know why, because it's probably... I don't know why either. (laughs) It's probably like one of my actual least favorite chapters in the entire book. (laughs) Maybe it's good that you didn't read it then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) I think it's because it's just like wandering around confusion Mm. and then (laughs) Gollum appears. So, excuse me. So that makes it more interesting. 
And I do yeah. like that part of it. Yes. But yeah, we were, we were talking about this just before we recorded that like nothing happens in this chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Basically useless. It's basic. You tell that to Tolkien. You call him up and you tell him that this yeah. chapter is useless. Yeah. I'm going to call his ghost down and let him know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, first sentence begins and it's Sam Gamgee talking. And I was just so excited to read this. Aww. I missed him so much. Wait, what does he say? I don't, I don't even remember. remember. <laughs> Megan can look. I'll look. Uh, he says, well, master, we're in a fix and no mistake. <laughs> That's what he says. That's so cute. His little countryisms. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the third evening since that they since they left the company and that Boromir died. So we are right back at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Like rewind to way back then. I know. How many times have we? Is it is the past tense rewound? Is that the past tense? Oh, that sounds right. Perhaps. <laughs> Don't come at me if that's not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the, like the third time that we have rewound back to like the very beginning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, rewound sounds way better than rewinded. Rewinded? I know. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> what is the English language anyway? We don't, as a human collective, <laughs> we don't yeah. really say like rewind anymore. No. Because that was for like VHS tapes and like if you record stuff on your TV, but we don't do that anymore. We stream stuff. Yeah. And we don't rewind. Oh, I guess the past tense is rewind. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> That's so um, funny. <laughs> I guess you don't, you don't rewind on Netflix. So <laughs> no. I hope all of our listeners know what a VHS tape is. I had a conversation with someone recently and they didn't know what a VHS tape was. What? And I, I know. And I literally, like, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, am I that old? <laughs> right? VHS tapes? Those were, like, my childhood. That's how I watched movies. That's how I watched movies, too. Yeah. Like, I would... all my Disney movies were yeah. VHSs. Yes. And, like, I would, at my mom's house, I would record, like, Treehouse, which is, like, a Canadian kids channel. I would, yeah. um, <laughs> I would record stuff on VHS tapes, uh, and then I would bring it to my grandma's house. And then Aww. watch it on her TV and then, you know, keep re recording over top of those. Just collectively having so many kids shows. <laughs> That's great. I know. <laughs> Look, good old VHS tapes. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam and Frodo, uh, they have been lost many times and they've just been going in circles. Um, but generally they're heading eastward. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in the distance, there's like a red gleam over the horizon, which I'm assuming is the red eye, but it's just this red glow of some sort. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> and Frodo is very troubled. Like, I was listening to the audiobook, and the narrator, the way he said this line literally crushed me. He just, Aww. he just said like, I'm tired, Sam. And I was like, oh. Yeah. It's so sad. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm losing my voice today. <laughs> You've just talked so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they go to sleep and they talk of Gollum in the morning. They have not seen any sign of him. Uh, and then Sam, he said, 
quote, I'll give, Go- I'll, I'll give him Gollum in italics in his throat <laughs> if I ever get my hands on his neck. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I'll give him Gollum in the throat. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and that man. made me wonder, how did Tolkien come up with Gollum? Because he was yeah. a man before, and then as he had the ring, he became less of a man. Yeah. Uh, well, he was a hobbit. Oh, he was a hobbit. Okay, okay. Oh. But he just, yeah. like, he, in the movies, he's, like, this hairless, like, alien creature. Yeah. He's just so hobbly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How? Crawls. Yeah. He's so <clears throat> inhuman. Yeah. How did Tolkien come up with this guy? Because he's got two personalities. He mumbles to himself. It's just, it's so unsettling. It is very unsettling. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of him, though, there are, <laughs> they keep hearing phantom sounds behind them that they think is Gollum, but so far nothing is happening. Yeah. So they're traveling, and they're walking down a stone gully, and there's a cliff above them with, like, dead trees surrounding them. So it's just a very, very sad setting. Yeah. Uh, and Sam decided to climb down the cliff all of a sudden, and he, like, swung his legs over, and he starts to just, like, go down. And Frodo <laughs> has to, like, haul him back up, like, no, 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 we have to think about this. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Sam. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I was a bit confused at this part because I didn't understand, like, why they had to go down. Like, I don't—they were just so lost in this gully, and I didn't—it was hard to picture, so I was a bit confused. I know. But. I— I think that might be why I don't like this chapter, (laughs) because they're in a place, like, a hilly place called Emin Mule, Mm -hmm. and what the heck even is that? Like, (laughs) I've read this so many times, and I always find this part of the book confusing. Thank you. What the heck even is this? Why are they going through this? Like, why is it so hard to get through? Like, yeah, I know it's, like, hilly. Yes. And cliffy. Are they, like, super high up? Is that where they are? I I don't even know. Yeah. I do have a map in my book that, like, has it. Has on a mule? Yeah. And... Oh, she's unfolding this huge map from her book. Yeah, it's big. (gasps) That's uh, eight times your book. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's see. There's Rohan. Oh, there it is. It's like just a bunch of like hills. Oh. Wait, how do I show this to you? (laughs) Uh, Oh, she's holding it with her mouth? (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Maybe if I do this. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Can you see where my finger is? Uh, No, you have to. (laughs) Our poor listeners. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. So it basically just like. Thing, thing, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, compared to the picture. mountains, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing compared to the... What the heck is on my... <laughs> my <laughs> computer... Chaos. My computer is a magnet. <laughs> I have a little bell that was on my mini Christmas tree. And it was stuck to my computer. Wow, okay, listeners. fascinating moment. <laughs> Listeners, I feel like you need an explanation. So, crash course here. <laughs> Megan unfolded her map. 
She folded her computer screen down to show me the map closer, but as she folded her computer screen down, it connected with her mini Christmas tree, and a bell <laughs> stuck to her computer, and she discovered that her computer is magnetic. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Now that you have this information, what are you going to put on your computer, Megan? Oh, so many things. <laughs> you can use There's it as a fridge. Yeah. Put lists on it. <gasps> this is so exciting. <laughs> I'm going to cover my computer in bells. Oh, no. I love that. <laughs> The front is magnetic too. Wait, oh, only up there. Okay. A specific spot is magnetic. Yeah. I wonder what's inside the computer that's making it magnetic. Probably. Am I wrecking my computer by sticking things on it? Perhaps. Who knows? I know nothing about magnets. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Great. (laughs) But in Emin Mule, where we don't understand where this is, uh, it's getting dark. And Frodo was actually, like, really scared of the idea of being caught in the dark. I don't know. He just gets, he, like, snaps at Sam when Sam is, like, yeah, talking about journeying in the dark. Frodo gets, like, super, super spooked and snappy. It's, Mm -hmm. I wonder what is causing that or Frodo just has a big childhood fear of the dark. Who knows? Yeah. So far, we haven't encountered him having a fear of the dark. Mm -hmm. And so I think... My best guess is probably it has to do with what happened on Weathertop. Oh, yeah. Because it was dark and they were attacked mm-hmm. by the ringwraiths mm-hmm. who like to move in the dark. Yes. And, I mean, for all he knows, the ringwraiths are gone mm-hmm. because they were swept by in the river. But we know from the previous chapter that there are Nazgul which mm-hmm. are the ringwraiths, but they are called Nazgul because now they're on like a flying <laughs> steed. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, uh, there's darkness and a shriek and the storm is here. Um, okay, yeah. And Sam said that the shriek, he, he literally said it sounded like a black rider in the sky. Which is so funny, because yeah. I'm like, that is exactly what it is. It is exactly what it is. <laughs> but Sam, he just, like, spat that out of nothing, so that's really funny. It is really funny. Hmm. But Frodo fell off the edge because of the shriek. He, was, <laughs> It just all happened so fast. He's fallen off the edge, and yeah. luckily, he's not fallen far. He is okay, uh, but he's, like, completely blind around him he just cannot see anything Mm -hmm. uh and then sam says that he just remembered that he had a rope that he took (laughs) from lorian yes and he was literally carrying this rope because he wanted to one day impress frodo and Uh today is that day (laughs) today is the day for sam and his rope his rope this whole chapter is other than smeagol obviously this chapter is about Sam's love for this rope. Yes. We'll get into this. Um, He gets Frodo safely up and he's like, he's describing the rope. It's taken from Lorien and he describes it, quote, as soft as milk to the hand. What does that mean? Milk soft? 
Right. And then that reminded me that in the first book, hobbits were described as soft as butter. So what is Tolkien's, <laughs> what is his like love for dairy products and associating <laughs> them with softness? <laughs> Maybe he's secretly a dairy farmer. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe he just loves dairy. <laughs> yeah. Can't get enough of it. That's Maybe so funny. He has Why? A dairy intolerance and he's sad about it, so he has to include dairy in everything. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but what dairy is not soft. I don't mm-hmm. understand. I mean, I could understand how butter could be soft, room temperature. Yeah. But yeah. milk? Soft? It's cold. It's been in the fridge, most Mil- likely. Milk is cold. It is thick. It is <laughs> I don't understand. Wet? It is it's wet? Fr- <laughs> if I have milk on me, I'm generally not a happy person. No, dried milk is gross. <laughs> yeah, it gets all like crusty and it smells bad. Yes. Yeah, this but, rope does not sound appealing to me. No. <laughs> but and they like, decided to. Why does he have oh, to so- say? Sorry, I'm just still on this. Milk no, keep thing. going. I'm why very confused he, by this. Why does he have to say it's smooth like milk? Like, why can't he say it's like smooth like fur? Yeah. Or like yeah, it was rope. smooth, right? No, it was soft. 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 I mean, kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. There are so many better adjectives to describe the rope than milk. <laughs> yeah, and like also much more accurate too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh. Okay, so they decide to propel down the cliff uh, with Sam climbing first and Frodo holding the rope. And so they go down, both of them, they make it down. And Sam has this really great line um, because he realized that the rope was tied up there and they're both at the bottom. So now he has to leave his rope. I know. So he said, ninny hammers, noodles. (laughs) It's just so good. I love Sam. Me too. He's getting he's getting more unique as the story's going on. Maybe it's just because we're getting to know him more, but I love it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize how much I missed Sam. I know. It's been so long. Yeah. But as they're leaving the rope, he stroked it and he said farewell. <laughs> uh. But as he stroked it, it fell down. So he has his rope back. Yeah. And there's this this big controversy of them fighting, like, well, it can't be frayed because the ends are fine. So, Sam, you must have tied it wrong. And it's just, yeah, this back and forth. It was so good. I think it has to do with Lorian magic. No, 100%. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> it totally does. Because otherwise it would have fallen while they were putting all their weight on it. Exactly. And he just, like, touches it and then it falls. Crazy. I know Frodo was freaking out just a little bit about that. He's like, but I was climbing that by myself. (laughs) So Poor Sam doesn't get to impress Frodo after all. I know. Yeah, Frodo didn't give Sam the recognition that Sam desired, unfortunately. Poor Sam. Sam to the rescue, and then Frodo's like, you tied it wrong. I know. That's so true. Poor Sam. Hopefully the rope comes back and uh, Frodo, no, Sam gets the recognition he deserves. Hopefully. So ahead of them, there is no clear path as the darkness uh, grew and they decided to stop for the night. And all of a sudden, Gollum is in the shadows. 
And he's described as a human spider on the wall. Ugh. Yes. And they said that he had, like, sticky hands that he was, like, climbing over the wall with. Ugh. I like know. A frog. And Sam decides to have a word with him, which is so sweet. He's like, I'm going to go talk to him. So he, like, starts heading towards this gross Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So Gollum is talking to himself, and he's looking for the ring, and the moon hurts his eyes. I guess it's because, like, he lived in the cave for so long, but... Yeah. Any mm. kind of light he hates. And we will see that more. Okay, interesting. Yes. So Gollum fell from the wall suddenly, and Sam leapt upon him, and it's basically just like a cartoon tornado of limbs fighting each other. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Frodo threatened Gollum with Sting, the sword, and after, you know, threatening him with his life, uh, Gollum says that he'll be nice. So that seems trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. Nice <laughs> hobbit. That's probably what he said. Right. Yes, I think he did. <laughs> You've read this before. <laughs> I have. And this is an interesting dynamic. Like, Frodo has a lot of pity on Gollum for some reason. Yeah. But Sam wished to dispose of Gollum immediately. Like, he just wanted to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I would have thought it would be the opposite, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Sam feels very protective of Frodo, and he knows that Gollum is dangerous. Mm. And so he's like, in order to protect Frodo, I need to get rid of Gollum. Oh! And if you remember, there is something that Gandalf says in one of the very first chapters... Because Frodo asks him why Bilbo didn't just kill Gollum when he first mm -hmm. met him in The Hobbit. Oh. And Gandalf says he had pity on him and that sometimes, um, and I think he says hopefully like Bilbo's pity that he had will prove to be like worth it in the end or something like that. Oh, I, this is so interesting because you didn't read this chapter. Uh, in the middle of this chapter, there is like, Frodo hears voices from the past. Uh, oh, that causes I him to have, that. yeah, it causes him to have pity on Gollum. And I think that is the exact passage that you just mentioned. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Wait, no, I need to read this. <laughs> it's in italics, like near the end of the chapter. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> She's looking. I am. Although now I'm flipping pages, so I don't know if I'm going to find... Oh! Yep, it is. Really? Because I was going to yeah. ask you where that was from. Yeah, I'm going to read it. Yes. Um, it seemed to Frodo that, that then that he heard quite plainly but far off voices out of the past. What a pity Bilbo did not stab the vile creature when he had a chance. Um, and that's Frodo's words. And then mm -hmm. Gandalf says, Pity? It was pity that stayed his hand. Pity and mercy, not to strike without need. I do not feel any pity for Gollum. He deserves death. Deserves death? I dare say he does. Many that live deserve death, and some die that deserve life. Can you give that to them? Then be not too eager to deal out death in the name of justice, fearing for your own safety. Even the wise cannot see all ends. Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. Oh, that, that, was that is exactly the moment that I was thinking of. Wow, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was between Frodo and Gandalf then. Yeah. That's probably why I had connected the two because it's literally in the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) But does, is that like a quote directly drawn from the Hobbit? No, it's from, um, the, one of the first chapters. I think it's, when Gandalf and Frodo are sitting in at Bag End and Gandalf is telling Frodo about the ring and Bilbo's finding it and um, all of that. I think it's within that part. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I have book memory loss, so (laughs) that's That's such a a good quote. (laughs) It is. It's so good. Mm Hmm. Uh, so at this point, Frodo, with all the pity that's in him for Gollum, he tells Gollum, now he calls him Smeagol. So officially they've made the switch. So it's Smeagol now. With no yeah. explanation, they just change. <laughs> <laughs> they tell him that they're going to Mordor and Smeagol does not like the word. He's like shuddering and shivering and because I think he's been there once before, right? Yeah, he has. Okay. So I, I, I'm picking up that like uh, Sauron... Force Gollum to find the ring, but Gollum can't get it. So he's like just looking for the ring, perhaps to give to Sauron. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. Um, and he's like complaining to himself, Gollum is, that, uh, the company is always awake. He's like, oh, those elves and men and dwarves. I just can't get to the, the ring because they're always awake. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and then at this point, all of a sudden, like they're resting for a little bit, but Gollum tried to escape. They, he like just like burst out and just started running. But Sam and Frodo were waiting for him, so they grabbed yeah. him down and they uh, stopped him and tied him with the rope. And yeah. Gollum screamed like this yeah. rope is causing him physical pain. Yeah, it like burned him, and because it was made by the elves, he said. Yeah. And then Gollum swore on the precious to be very, very good, he said. (laughs) Yeah. And if he was good, then he could be freed from the rope. So they took off the rope, and he's very friendly to them. So that's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very odd situation. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm really surprised that they managed to catch him and keep him. Because I remember when, like... In um, Elrond's house, or mm. whatever it's called. Why am I forgetting what it's called? Rivendell? Yes, thank you. <laughs> At Rivendell, when they're all in the council, um, Aragorn had captured Gollum and given him to the elves. Mm. And it took Aragorn a long time to get him. And Aragorn's like a good hunter and tracker. Yeah. We've seen that. And so... Like, he must be hard to get. And how the heck did two incompetent little hobbits manage to get him? <laughs> That's and, like, so true. like, he the elves when he was, like, surrounded at a tree. He was, like, oh. under guard. That's so interesting. Yeah, the yeah. fact that two hobbits, two little, homely little hobbits were able yeah. to, like, catch this creature. Like, Gollum has been evading people for so long, like... Yeah. So long. I mean, how long has he been in the run since, on the run since uh, Bilbo caught the ring, right? Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, that's very impressive for Sam and Frodo. I did not expect them to be able to get him. <laughs> no, me neither. <sighs> I mean, yeah. So at this point, the moon is hidden and they are following Smeagol. And they trust him. Like, I I would not trust him. No, me neither. Yeah. Uh, but that is the end of chapter one. Like, that's just... It's that's a very, all it is. That's all that the chapter is. <laughs> Confusing traveling, Sam mm-hmm. and his love of the rope, mm-hmm. and Gollum. <laughs> what a great chapter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, chapter two is called The Passage of the Marshes. So... Quite, quite bold of me to assume here, but I really feel like there will be a passage through the marshes that they will be going through. <laughs> wow, how observant of you. Thank you so much. Perhaps they will have some turmoil with Smeagol, but everything will be resolved and they're just going to keep traveling. Uh, yeah. But that's basically the chapter, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say whether that's accurate or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm basically, I'm so happy to have uh, Frodo and Sam back. I miss them so much. Mm-hmm. And already we're having a lot of, I mean, obviously because it's just the two of them, but a lot of uh, moments with Frodo. I feel like we know Sam very well, but we don't know Frodo very well. So I'm yeah very, very excited to get to know Frodo more because last episode I said that I'd be most happy like if any of the group were to die, if Frodo were to die. So I'd love to <laughs> yeah. make it up to him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's interesting because with Frodo's personality, he's like, I'd say he's probably the, the introvert hobbit out of everybody mm-hmm. else. And Absolutely. so he's like more chill but he also is the one with the ring. And we do know that the ring, like, for example, it caused Boromir to be not himself. Yeah. So, like, oh. we can ask, will that happen to Frodo? Or, like, how does it affect his emotions and, so, like, how he interacts? The Frodo that we're getting to know in this book might not even be the real Frodo because of the ring. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fascinating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry for bringing up Harry Potter. <laughs> J.K. Rowling copied everything from Tolkien. Can we just talk about this? Uh-huh. Because Gollum was a hobbit who was possessed by the idea of power, and he became um, inhuman. Right. Voldemort was a man who became obsessed with the idea of power, and he became inhuman. <laughs> True. That um, is... Yeah. The ring uh, from The Lord of the Rings holds a lot of power, uh, and it, it's almost alive on its own, and mm-hmm. the holder of it becomes possessed by it or affected by it. Horcruxes in Harry Potter... <laughs> are alive in themselves and the holder of it, their emotions get messed up and they get basically possessed by it. Right. It's it's literally the same thing. That's true. That's so weird. I always thought, because a lot of people talk about the similarities between the Lord of the Rings and um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was weird. I completely forgot what it was called. I almost said The Hobbit. Anyway, <laughs> two H's. Um... <laughs> And I always thought it was because, like, one thing that I've always considered is like people are like, oh yeah, it's so similar. There's like 
Dumbledore and Gandalf, two mm. like really wise wizards who are like old men. You know, they're like so similar. And then there's like Frodo and Sam and like Harry and Ron and like oh. you know, so many like character similarities. Mm-hmm. And um I remember I was like, well, yes, there are similarities, but do you know like I remember learning about this in grade nine. I don't know why, but there's like kind of a way of writing that, oh, Um, what's it? It's called the hero's journey. Yeah. The hero's journey. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically has like a wise character who's kind of like the mentor. And then there's Mm -hmm. the hero who has to like overcome certain things. And it's kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, this isn't how I was planning to say it, but it's like a skeleton of how the story can be. Like a blueprint, maybe? Yeah, basically. And Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, fantasy, like, hero stories, all, like, a lot of them have that because it's just a really good way to write the stories. Mm -hmm. And both Harry Potter and The Lord of the Rings follow that for the most part. And so I think people are like, oh, yeah, J.K. Rowling's copying The Lord of the Rings (laughs) because they both follow that outline but there is definitely something to be said like what you said with the horcruxes and Mm -hmm. all of that like that doesn't follow the hero's journey no entirely different (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i know the journey itself that's just a common writing thing but yeah yeah that's so interesting (laughs) it is interesting Mm -hmm. uh and then i wanted to ask like what do you think of smeagol slash Gollum? Like, I find him very annoying. <laughs> I also find him annoying, but probably less so because I know the ending of the story and I know, mm. like, what what all happens with him. <sighs> and I'm not going to say anything like, oh, he redeems himself or, like, he does, you know, but... Yeah. But he does play a role in the story that's important. Mm. And I think I generally, I wouldn't say that I appreciate him, (laughs) but I do feel bad for him. Okay. Like you pity him. I do. (laughs) So I can see why Frodo made the choices that he does, like Mm. deciding to trust Gollum. Okay. But at the same time, I understand Sam because Sam does not trust him at all. Mm-hmm. And so there's like the clash between Frodo and Sam on that. But yeah, I'm not going to say anything more. But overall, I think Gollum is an important part of the story. This was so vague and I've picked up nothing, but Okay, good. <laughs> no, that's I'm there's so many characters in this story. I I can't wait to figure out more about them. I'm worried mm-hmm. that all of them are going to get the the equal amount of attention that they deserve for a reader to enjoy each character. But yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Good. As for the rest of book four, now that we've started, I have absolutely no idea what could happen. Like, (laughs) again, are they going to reach Mordor by the end of this book? Or is Mordor going to be stretched until the end of Return of the King? Is this chapter just going to be more traveling? Obviously, it's going to be Sam and Frodo, and now Smeagol, but who knows? I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. 
But now we have a few listener responses to last week's question, which, uh, if you remember, was genuinely, do you think he would join Frodo's journey for the ring? Mm -hmm. Uh, So a user on Instagram called SVH, they said, "Uh, I think I would have said yes, thinking that this would be fun, a fun adventure, only to realize very quickly that it is not fun at all but then would be too afraid to back out and say, I want to go home. So I'd end up doing the whole quest, but not because I actually want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I think that's is similar great. to what you said. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds basically like very similar to my response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they also said that they definitely say walkie talkies in Australia. So they're from Australia. Okay. And cool. they say walkie talkies in Australia. Good to know. And then I did a poll on our Instagram and I asked if other people um, know what the term walkie-talkie means. And 96% of people do, 4% did not. So most people know what a walkie-talkie is. Good. I feel like that's important. Yes, I thought it was just some stupid Canadianism, but nope, everyone knows. (laughs) Great. I'm glad. (laughs) And then Shrada chimed in. And she said, not to be boring, but I doubt anybody really would be capable of going on the adventure. Sam, Frodo, Merry, and Pippin weren't capable. We saw that abundantly, like you mentioned from uh, Merry and Pippin's growth in the last episode. And I imagine she she imagines she'd be terrified, at least in the beginning, and grow into the adventure just like the heroes did. So (laughs) a theme is happening here. Most people don't want to do the adventure. (laughs) Yeah. And then Ryan said, it's so hard to get into the mindset from our modern lives, so I'm going to have to say no. Again, more people would not do the adventure. <laughs> I don't blame them. No, I. it's so interesting. Like, everyone talks about, like, oh, man, doing a quest would be so fun. Or, like, we play, not we, but, like, people play Dungeons & Dragons because they want to be adventurers and questing. And But when you really think about it, it's yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> no. And I think that's something that I really like about The Lord of the Rings is the fact Mm. that there are characters who didn't know what they were getting into and Mm. they're like, for useless and and would die if it wasn't (laughs) for other characters taking care of them. Absolutely. I know. I think more than 50% of the company are just people that are completely useless in the journey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All the hobbits. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, And our last response was from none other than Amber. (gasps) (laughs) My own sister actually answered a question. Your own sister who has not read Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And she said, yes, sir. So (laughs) she she would go on the quest. And I'm sure she would do fantastic. (laughs) Oh, Amber. (laughs) she says yes sir to everything that's really funny it's just one word like yes sir (laughs) yeah yeah that's exactly how she says it too oh i love that (laughs) if i ask her to do something she'll just say yes sir (laughs) wow she's so gallant she's very um what's the word chivalrous i don't know (laughs) yeah she's a gentleman in modern times (laughs) she is (laughs) again has not read or watch The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, but no. she'll go on the journey. Yeah, I did ask. Okay, there was one day that my brother Micah, he is 13. Mm-hmm. He was, okay, he's obsessed with Earl Grey tea right now. <laughs> I don't know why, but he is. So 
it was like 10 p.m. And mm-hmm. he, he's like, I'm getting my bedtime Earl Grey tea. And I was like, okay. And, and he's like, and I'm going to listen to a podcast and fall asleep. And I was like, oh, what podcast? He's like, your podcast. What? I was like, <gasps> you listen to us? And he's like, yeah, sometimes. He's like, it's great for helping me fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I know. And he's probably going to hear this and be mad at me. But um, it, it was just really funny because he said it helps him, listening to us helps him fall asleep. <laughs> and he's like, wow, thanks, Micah. That's so nice of you to say. Essentially. He's like, no. I'm it like every podcast does that to me. It's not yours. But he was just trying to save face there, I think. Yeah. That's your brother falls asleep to your voice, Megan. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel annoyed. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I think he's the first one of our family and friends to actually listen to our podcast. Yeah. I don't know what episode he's on. He's probably not very far. No. Did he start from the beginning? I'm actually not sure. I think he might have. That is so cute. I know. He's actually a very sweet brother, so don't get me wrong and think that he's a little devil, because he's not. (laughs) (laughs) He has his moments. (laughs) He's like, if you think about the average 13-year-old boy, Mm. he is not one of those. Like, No. He's not embarrassed by me, as far as I'm aware. And yeah, he likes to wear his pajamas. I feel like that might be more average. We're exposing Micah here right now. There's yeah, so much I could sorry, say. Micah. <laughs> but yes, he's overall a very sweet kid. So mm. that's that's me being done embarrassing him. <laughs> oh, well, hello, Micah, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Can I'll we let you know how it goes when he yes. when he finds out? He'll just wake up. He's like, I had a strange dream that you talked about me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would um, be ideal. <laughs> Can we have a Micah update? Are you still reading to him, or have you kind of fallen off the wagon oh, on man. that? We have not read in forever. Probably about a year now. Wow. Yeah, we still have the book in our bookmarks in the book, but we just don't have time or energy when we yeah. do have time. So This is his first time reading them, right? Yeah. So he just doesn't I, know how it ends. No. Oh. I have told him that if he wants, he can finish it by himself, but hmm. he hasn't taken any steps to do that. So, Oh, wait. That's why he listens to our podcast, because you read to him. So he's used to your voice just, like, talking in his ear. Oh, that makes sense. Aww. <laughs> There, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, it does. There was one time where I was reading to him, and I read him the full chapter and didn't realize he fell asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a long chapter, too. Oh, uh, Tolkien's I was, known for those. I was mad at him, but it's, it's all good now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, We're going to pass him soon, hey? I mean, not yeah, soon, we are. but... Well, we were on The Return of the King. Okay. We were, like, a couple chapters in. Oh, we'll get there. I mean, we're we way will. more than half done the two towers, so. We are, yeah. Yeah, my I'm on page 620. How crazy. That is crazy. I will send you a picture of the map in my book so that yes, we can please. post it on Instagram. That sounds great. Of 
Emmanuel. <laughs> yeah, whatever the heck that place is. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. There's a place nearby that's called Nindalf, and then in back in brackets it says Wet Wang. <laughs> like what is that? Wait, Wet Wang? All is one it w- word. I am so I don't <laughs> Tolkien, yeah. the inventor, the inventor of multiple languages, he just comes up with the craziest phrases. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We love and appreciate each of you. We would also really appreciate it if you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, as it helps people find us easier. You can follow us on Instagram at Long Expected Pod for memes and updates as we read. And word of mouth helps too. If you know someone who would enjoy our little journey, please tell them about us. And most importantly, let's remember the true hero of Lord of the Rings, Tom Bombadil. (laughs) Bye! Bye!